For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. Brad Hudson. He does a lot of commentary in Wellington around club rugby, a lot of streaming of events, incredibly passionate about it. He has his own podcast called The Huddy Hui, which has featured the likes of Dylan Hunt, um, Alex Nangaville. He's had Peter Lackey on the program. Uh, he's had referee Ben O'Keefe. And I know that he was absolutely thrilled that his Wellington Lions got the job done yesterday. So we've got him on the program just to try and put this in context for him. Um, and learn a little bit more about this very, very good Wellington team. Brad, good afternoon. Welcome. How are we? Oh, good. Thank you, Mark. It's a pleasure to be on your show. And uh, I'm still in uh, an absolute uh, over the moon with that uh, win last night. As a Wellington fan, since 2000, we've been in nearly nine finals and lost them. And we've finally done it after 22 years. And I would say that that performance last night surpasses that 2000 final. They were simply amazing. This young Wellington Lions side, the forwards, really turned up, and we never allowed Canterbury a chance to play their game. And even though a typical Wellington side, we nearly made ourselves nervous in that last five minutes. Um, But it was simply amazing. It's been a long time coming, and... But uh, over the moon, absolutely yeah. amazing. It's not very often that an opposition outthinks a Canterbury team. Um, I was lucky enough, actually, I was working for Nike at the time to be at that uh, final against Canterbury back in 2000 and when uh, Wellington did get up and get the victory. But, yeah, I mean, when when this Wellington MPC squad was named at the start of the season, I mean, you have a lot to do with club rugby. Did you feel that they had that squad? Did you feel that was a good reflection of what you had seen locally? Uh, locally, we've got some very good young players coming through. Um, we thought at the start of the season, a lot of us that are very loyal Wellington fans, the weakness might have been our front row. Um, and we did get some players go down injured at the start of the season, and we called in uh, Pet Cowan, the former Wallabies prop. He played a few games mm. for the Lions last year. He only played the one club game for Petone, uh this season. And his influence on that side really was the turning point for the Wellington Lions. Um, our forwards in the first sort of three, wow, three rounds were outplayed. Um, who can forget that Northland game at Pyrrhua Park? We were, the Tullyfar just absolutely outsmarted us at Pyrrhua Park in appalling conditions. And for many, that thought that might have been the Lions' season then and there. But Pet Cowan, he's obviously, and Paul Tito as well, the forwards coach, have really turned around that forward pack. And the likes of Xavier... New Mayor, a product of St. Patrick's College, Wellington, um, who's been in the Hurricane setup for a few years and he's probably played nearly 80 odd games for the Wellington Lions. He's finally come of age and he's really stepped up and he was named the Wellington, Wellington Rugby Lions Player of the Year at the awards two weeks ago. And the front row department has really done the job. And I think the icing of the cake is it doesn't come very often, but the 72nd minute we destroyed a Canterbury scrum, absolutely destroyed it, and got a penalty. Even my uncle, who was on holiday in Wanaka and wasn't watching the game and thought Canterbury would win, he didn't believe me that a Canterbury scrum was penalised by Wellington in the 72nd minute. Yeah. So the yeah. forwards have really turned it around mm. since that Northland game. 
Yeah, I, I, I've just been talking to former All Black Shane Howarth, and he talked about the loose forward trio here of Duplessis, Karifi, Peter Lakai, mm-hmm. and Caleb Delaney, and just how they're sort of working so brilliantly and collectively. Uh, tell us a little bit about Caleb Delaney. Caleb Delaney uh, hails from Nelson, and this is a young guy who's played his trade for a number of years with OBU. Um, he was identified at a young age by the Wellington Academy as a player of promise. Um, he made his debut for the Wellington Lions in, 2000, in uh, 2020. Um, but this, he got selected for the Hurricanes at the end of last season. And he's been through this academy, set up with the Hurricanes. And he's just grown and grown. He's just consistent. A consistent player in the sixth jersey. He can play lock as well. And what was key also last night was Caleb Laney's steals, early steals at the line-out for the Wellington Lions. He's a quiet achiever, and he just goes about his business. And he's a very intelligent, astute young man who's studying at Victoria University. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You must, it must frustrate you, um, Brad, when you see this New Zealand or this All Black 15 being named and you run through the loose forwards that they have picked and that the likes... Um, you know that yeah, that the likes of Peter Lakai, Duplessis, Karifi are nowhere to be seen. Uh, you just it's head scratching. It is head scratching, Mark. Uh, Duplessis, Karifi. Remember, he was part of the All Black squad for the Rugby Championship in 2020. He didn't get on the paddock at all, and <clears throat> he had a good MPC season for Wellington, and then he left, and our MPCs that season fell apart. Um, but this season, Karifi has grown into that captaincy. He's a passionate player. He's physical. And what was really key um, to Karifi's game last night was setting up that first try for Ruben Love. He managed to get that uh, break, and he managed to draw in the Canterbury defenders to send Ruben Love away. And that pass was just pure timing. I'm up here in Palmerston North uh, this weekend. Mark, I'm at the Sir Gordon Titchens uh, secondary school sevens tournament here at Massey University and Gordon Titchens joined me in broadcast uh, the last two days and he said today that Duplessis Karifi should be in that All Black 15 or close to the All Blacks after that performance last night because it was just courageous stuff and he's just everywhere Karifi, he's in the tackles and he's just been a real menace and he's a player that I feel uh, deserves to be uh, representing New Zealand. Yeah, well, uh, I mean, I don't know. Maybe you said the wrong thing off the field or something. That seems to be what gets you out of the All Blacks these days. You sort of—it's not just about your rugby skills. You've actually got to ask the right questions, or you've just got to bow down to the coaching staff. Um, maybe I'm being just a little bit cynical here. Uh, Peter Lakai, um, yeah, give us a bit more background on Peter. Peter Lakai is a product of the great school, St Patrick's College, Silverstream. That's my um, former college. Uh, he's come of age since year year ten at Silverstream. Made his debut for the first 15 at year 11. He's a quiet, humble young man, very shy. I had him on the Huddy Hui a few weeks ago. I was quite surprised. He came on. He, he uh, did it on a Friday night before they played Southland. And he spoke with real honesty. And he just goes about his business. And he's got such a great personality. And he has just grown this season. He was named the rookie uh, player for the Wellington Lions this season. I thought he would have come close to being player of the season for the Lions, but I suppose he's uh, first year in the squad. Um, he probably can't take that title yet, but he really last night um, and this season has grown in character. And I think one of the funniest moments of the game was when he got over the ball and had a holding on turnover 
and he didn't yell or scream. He just stared at Brendan, Brendan Pickerel and sort of applied, please, please, give me the penalty. And he got the penalty. Yeah, yeah. And a no, great young man no, in Peter Larko. And he should have got the bloody penalty as well. I'm not sure why it took yeah. the referee so damn long. <laughs> he, he had every right to it. He, he didn't come in from the side. He was... Yeah, no, he had every right to the turnover. Uh, look, um, I, I think one of the big issues for me, as we saw it yesterday, you know, down there in Christchurch, it wasn't even half full for that final. We've seen games in Wellington where you might have three, three and a half thousand people. What is? Why are you the exception to the rule? In some of mates, what what's going on? What what's missing at the moment here, Brad? It's a very good question, Mark. I'm sort of probably an old man in a young person's body. I just love the MPC. I love the Wellington Lions. I actually like it more than Super Rugby. And I think it's just, it's more provincial. It's more about loyalty to your province. But I think the problem in our day and age, Mark, is we've just rugby overload. There's Mm. too much rugby, Super Rugby at the start of the season. Then we have the All Blacks. And then by the time the MPC comes around, um, people are quite fatigued. You know, remember those days of the late 90s when, you know, Carisbrook sold out for a, an MPC final. And uh, it was great, you know. And the other thing, too, is we don't get all our best players playing at MPC rugby all the time. We don't get all the All Blacks playing. And I think that's, uh, that's quite a sad thing. That If we had uh, our All Blacks playing in the MPC, it would definitely bring more people along. I think the other thing, too, as well, is uh, society in itself has changed. There's a lot more yeah. going on as well. And um, yeah, and it's just about how New Zealand rugby are going to mm. try and address getting people back to our provincial game. You just look at the um, the Heartland Championship, and you're still getting people along there at those small grounds and big numbers. And also, you go to the likes of um, Hawke's Bay. I went to Hawke's Bay two years ago to watch Wellington take on the Ranfurly Shield, and it was near sold out on a Sunday afternoon at 2.05. Mm. We ended up losing, but um, what a passionate crowd, and it was just awesome experience to be there at McLean Park. And I think in Wellington, one of the problems is we've got a 35,000-seater stadium, and we're not getting a lot of people along, and we sort of need to think about taking the game around more to uh, the different regions in the Wellington area, rather mm-hmm. be out into the lower hut. We've, we've gone to yeah. Pyrrhua Park on a few occasions now, so I think it's, it's about time maybe we look at taking the game out to where a lot of our local community rugby is. Yeah, not well said. I'm just watching this um, Heartland Rugby Championship at the moment, East Coast leading mid-Canterbury 17 points to 10. There's almost a crowd in there, in and around, standing around, probably as big as what you might have seen yesterday for the MPC final. Uh, yeah, look, I mean, to me, MPC should be should be the focus. Get rid of Super Rugby. Let's put the emphasis back on the MPC. Let's get back to what, back to what it once was. You know, find that model where you can somehow bring a commercial element into it, or a sort of a corporate ownership only at sort of the, you know only at the actual shop window within your actual MPC um, sides. But something just has to change here because you're the, the second person this week who has said to me, "Don't prefer the MPC over Super Rugby." Agree, Mark. And something does need to change. It really does um, for the survival of our provincial game um, because, you know, we might have had some money come into our provincial unions this year. But New Zealand rugby do need to really think about this competition. We've got so many good young players coming through and it was good to have a more one-joined-together competition this year rather than a premiership and a championship. 
but we need to figure out how we're going to get people back watching our provincial game. Mm-hmm. Well, Brad, lovely to have you on the programme. Do appreciate it this afternoon. Thank you, and congratulations also the Ramfilly Shield to go with a remarkable season for your Lions. Oh, it's been a fantastic season for the Wellington Lions, the Ranfilly Shield and the NPC title. It's been a long 22 years, but we've got to enjoy it this long weekend. Yeah, yeah, okay, but are you going to enjoy it just on that? Is there going to be a ticker tape parade here? Is there any interest in that? I mean, what happens now? How do you celebrate this as a hardcore fan? What are the opportunities? Well, well, that's the question, Mark. 22 years ago, there would have been a ticker tape parade. Remember Norm Hewitt broke his arm in that final? He did. He he did. He broke his arm and... uh, Ruth Dyson wasn't happy about him playing with a broken arm, but uh, that was Norm Hewitt. He was tough, yeah. and he wanted that title. And there was a ticker tip parade. There was one when we run the Ranfilly Shield from memory in 2008. I'm highly not sure what will happen here, but when they did run the Ranfilly Shield this year, they took the Shield out to Parramatta Plymouth on their, on their way home on the bus from Napier. And I suspect that's probably what they will do. They'll take the cup around to the clubs and celebrate it there. Hey, fantastic. Thank you, Brad Hudson there on the programme reflecting on the victory of the Wellington Lions. Sorry about the noise. My neighbour's sanding his deck. My motto? Don't work on your deck. Play on it. Life's good with a Trex deck. Low maintenance with a 25-year residential warranty. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.